Hey, it's Bill Simmons. I have some good news for you. The hottest take. It's back. Oh, yeah. Monday through Thursday, four times a week, you hear from me, Chris Ryan, Sean Fantasy, Mallory Rubin, Wazdeen Lambrey, Van Lathan, Julie Lippman, many other ringer staffers. You get one take, you got to defend it to the death. Sports takes, pop culture takes, food takes, airplane takes. Oh, yeah. It's coming back. First episode drops August 29th. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cold open question of the week, Kaz. Shoes. I mean, if you had one try to do an over-the-top rope dive nice. outside Be of the nice. ring. No, I, no this nice. is, I'm being nice. If you, if, you had it, if you had to do it, could you do it? Because I couldn't do it. Uh, listen, I probably could do it. Maybe not after like a 10-minute match and I'm a little winded and maybe a <laughs> leg gives out or something. But I, you know what? No. You know what? For the safety reasons, no. I couldn't do it. And this is exactly why they run those uh, PSAs and and don't try this at homes every time you watch WWE. That was, that was rough. Damn, Dollar. Damn. Damn. Right after you release that hot John Cena track, too. Oh. Anyway. <sighs> Gosh. Anyway, we're going to talk about John Cena. We're going to talk about Top Dollar and all the Triple H rehires and a lot <laughs> of other fun stuff. Let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to them. And you're listening you're to them. You're listening to them. And you're listening to them. You're listening to You are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show with Kaz. Mask Mondays, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. I uh, hope you guys are uh, having a great weekend, great day out there. Not weekend. I hope you had a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm hoping that you guys are uh, ready to toss some graps because I sure am. Let's yeah, man. It. Me too. Uh, we're joined today, uh, not just by our stalwart producer, Brian Waters, but also by Nick Bond. He of uh, the ringer.com's wrestling.theringer.com's uh, WWE power rankings. Waters, before before we continue, Nick also mentioned that we're all wearing beanies. And I just listened to the show, Brian, 
And I'm also... <laughs> they're, they're both wearing NWO yes, shirts. Sir. We are a gang today. <laughs> so we're all in sync together, man. This feels this is going to be a good one. It feels good. There's... there's uh, I think it was the first episode of the Book of Wrestling. Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, but I talked to the dudes who who filmed the curtain call video. Yeah. And they and they were talking about how, you know, before the Attitude Era, before business picked up, they would like they were just the guys who liked wrestling, you know, and and they would they would wear wrestling shirts so that other wrestling fans would would like f- gravitate towards them, right? Okay. You, like it was like the clarion call. It's a certain sort of person that wears a wrestling shirt. People who listen to the show, that sort of person. It's a different sort of thing when you wear the wrestling shirt as the undershirt. I just want to say, it's like you just have the, so many wrestling shirts that the NWO shirt becomes just like a like a like a base for whatever sweater you're going to wear. So I really appreciate that because I'm that person too. Same. Yeah, I have I have a literal bucket of wrestling shirts because I basically buy any for certain performers. Uh, but I don't really like black shirts in general. I know I'm wearing one on the stream, <laughs> but like in general, I kind of don't. So like I just have a bunch of wrestling shirts I wore like twice that are just and it's just but a pitch black box of yeah. wrestling shirts. <laughs> and lowest the keys, lowest the keys. Wrestling t-shirts are usually pretty thick. So like they're like mm-hmm. the perfect sort of like undershirt. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Underneath, like whatever you're wearing. Yeah, if you, you love that I mean? feel of burlap against your skin. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, today's a little brick out here, so it actually feels yeah, pretty good. Is. So I'm like, all right, this this works out. Thank it's you, cold. NWO. It's cold in the northeast. Um yeah. It's officially winter and it's officially Christmas time. Uh, it, and uh, WWE's given us a great gift: the return of John Cena. Yeah, hit the horns. <laughs> so we got a couple. We got a bunch of big WWE stuff coming up. Um, no pay per views going on right now, but they're gonna stack the what December thirtieth SmackDown and the following Raw. Um, treat it like real big deals. But the big thing that we know so far is that Kevin Owens has found his partner. Against yeah. Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn, and that man is John Cena. Listen, I'm at the age now where like it does, like I'm 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 just happy to be here, you know, for wrestling. <laughs> like I can find joy in just about anything. But from like an intellectual point, I don't really know how excited I'm supposed to be about this. I almost like I know that we're. I feel like I'm here all the time. I know that this is a storytelling medium. Yes, but even if you don't say it on screen. Let's just send Dave Meltzer a press release that says John Cena is going to wrestle X number of matches between now and he will be at WrestleMania, and that's exactly how how high our hopes should be. Because we've seen John Cena pop up one time before and never really and nothing really come of it. So right. uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see Cena back. Love John Cena. Love the the excitement that he's gonna bring. This will be our first Cena in the Triple H era, I believe. Um but yeah, how what's our what's our excitement level right now? Uh, I'm excited for this, man. Like I just on paper, could you imagine a couple of years ago a, a main event, not even just a main event tag team match, but a tag team match that pits probably your two biggest storylines in one, but it's also like two like underground legends. I love seeing Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in the main event picture yeah. for the past several months, and I love it even more. That John Cena is involved because John Cena kind of has some history with both of those guys also, Mm -hmm. right? So, like, I don't know how much you're going to play into it for this, but it just screams a lot of star power. It it screams um, an important main event match. And I just think if it wasn't for the Variety article 
announcing that John Cena was coming back for the final SmackDown of WWE. I would think this would just be a one-off, but just kind of having a feeling of how that machine works, this kind of seems like the beginning of John Cena's road to WrestleMania in, in some way, shape, or form, right? Like, I think, you know, the fact that he mentioned, hey, you have a, a record of 20 years of wrestling a match every single year and you're, you're running out of time. I thought that was cute and that was fun. And that's a great way to kind of like bring him in in a way that makes sense. But it just, it, I just get the feeling that, you know, all the involved parties, we might get a non-finish or we might get a finish that leads to something else uh, down the line, whether it take place at Royal Rumble, whether it take place at some other event. Um, that's going to lead us to the to the road to WrestleMania. So I'm excited, man. Like, I'm always happy when John Cena comes back now. I, I'm, I love that he's he's reached that era of just like, oh, we're just happy to see him now. Like, it's not booze and cheers and all the other bullshit. Like, he just completely regarded as, like, mm-hmm. not top two. He's, he's, he's up there. You know what I mean? So... Wait, top and, and he, two what? Of all I time? Mean, of all time. If he's not up there, he's 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 pretty damn close. You know what I'm saying? Like Kaz does his level best to derail this podcast with a ridiculous <laughs> take every week. Is this John, oh, John I, Cena be time out. I totally out. agree. John Cena being top two and not two is a controversial take now. <laughs> this is what we're doing. 16-time world champion, 20 years in the game, Hollywood superstar, the voice of Honda trucks or whatever the fuck he does. Like, well, I get me, if, is, you, if you count Honda, then yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, <laughs> that's what put it over the top for me. Like, I was like, oh, man, every time I see a truck, I'm just the new Honda Accord and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, that's, that's the 16-time world champ right there. We, but no, nah, like, it's, it's, that's definitely not a hot I, take. I'm not going to get into it. I'll just say I disagree. I, Nick agrees. So, Nick, oh, you, Nick our, our, re, our resident... Well, John Cena fan and also statistician. Do you have any? Do you have any uh, numerical analysis of the John Cena return? What does what, what it? What, what does his comeback look like to you? Um, I'm hoping it's not uh, Michael Jordan on the Wizards. Uh, <laughs> I, I hope it's closer to like Mario Lemieux on the Penguins, where he was like really dope. Mm-hmm. But the team, I didn't have to suffer through the team winning a championship. I do not like the Penguins. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but I think in general, you have to take. Like what you can, this makes it sound like a desperate wrestling fan, but like, no, he's literally, I think he's the greatest of all time. I'm kind of cool with him just being like, Hey, I have like three months to do shit. Let's get it started. Let's do some shit. Yeah. And I also, I am kind of on the fence of what you said about early, uh, said earlier about like telling us how many matches I, I, because it's kind of like, do they do that though? I haven't really watched a movie in this phase. Do they do that necessarily in MCU? And then I thought maybe they kind of do. They say, Oh, they signed on for a four movie deal. So I do, would like, from a writing well, perspective, no, 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 no. But there's also there's also the issue of like, like I always say, you know, can you trust the creative pro as a viewer? What is your level of trust in the creative process? And I have a lot of faith in the Triple H storytelling regime. But you know, when you saw uh, Star Lord at the very beginning of of Guardians of the Galaxy one. There was there absolutely zero chance that that person wasn't locked into a contract, but also that that character wouldn't reappear, appear, reappear, and reappear and reappear. This is how re- real storytelling gets done. Yeah. This I mean, is tell pro- it to Terrence Howard, but sure. Right. Well, yes. <laughs> uh, man, what, but, a, what a bag fumble. Jeez, man. All time <laughs> bag fumble that was. All time. <laughs> but, but no, I, but, I understand but, but between, fundamentally. But between injury and 
whatever, like, just unpredictability and just general, like, the fact that WWE has proven that they will excitedly have you back for one episode to pop a rating, you know? Like, it, there, there's a lot of uncertainty there. Mm. Oh, totally. I, I just, for me... Whether or not he's coming back for one or a hundred, maybe not a hundred. I don't want to see him that much. But like, I would just want John Cena back because he makes the crowd give a shit about what's happening in the ring instantaneously. So the idea that you would also have Roman Reigns, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn in the same ring at the same time with those two, plus like has said, it is mind blowing. Somebody that was going to ROH shows in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, two thousand nine to be like, oh, it's Sami. <laughs> It's El Generico and Kevin Steen versus yeah. John Cena and this other guy who plays defensive end for Georgia Tech. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's really crazy. Like, I remember when me and my buddy went to, like, we saw CM Punk versus Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. We were uh -huh. just like, oh, shit. Like, we've made it. Like, we as wrestling fans have made it. This is it. So, like... John Cena coming back, I'm always just going to love... Obviously, like, he also got me this weekly column, but, like, I love John <laughs> Cena. Uh, I always have. So I'm super personally excited, and I think it's good for business because I think it it is a way to pop a rating without sullying what you do as a business or as a medium. Yeah. Wait, can you, explain, can you explain really quickly what you mean by he got me this weekly column in case the listeners don't know? <laughs> So, um, basically I was doing the power board and I, you know, I was hanging around and you were like, Hey, actually Cal was like, Hey, do you want to write about John Cena? And me wanting to write for the ringer was like, absolutely, sir. Uh, and then I wrote about the memes of John Cena and that was fun and it did okay. And then he started following me on Twitter and then I slid into his DMs. Long story short, he, I got like a hundred extra followers in a day and for four weeks, my entire Twitter notifications were John Cena fans being like, hello, Mr. Cena, can you please <laughs> save my family? And you're something like, really oh, wild. Yeah. My God, this is, is a level of fame I cannot comprehend. Like <laughs> <laughs> that happened to me in The Rock. It, it was uh, it was. Yeah, uh, exactly. He, you're like, just like, he retweeted a thing and that was that was that was it. I'm, I'm done. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, so Cena's back. I agree with what you're saying about about the Generico. Both of you said it about Generico and KO or sorry, Sammy and KO being the uh, being in there. It's pretty amazing. And you're right. The backstory too. KO made his main roster debut against Cena. Right. And Sammy. So did Sammy. Ex sort of, exploded yeah. his rotator cuff when he was coming to the <laughs> ring to fight John Cena. That was an um, open challenge, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, like the, yeah. Was that the challenge. beginning? Was it like one of the first open? KO challenges? KO would have been. Yeah. That was during okay. like Cena's like epic like US title run when he was just like, yeah. I'm not gonna main event anything. I'm just gonna put everybody over, but still win. Which is the he's best magic. thing he's ever done. Yeah, like uh, he literally made the entire next generation of wrestlers just with that US title run because everybody he got in the ring with was somehow elevated before, right? So um that being said, like I, I kind of agree with Nick there, man. Like the cool thing about it is. It makes storyline sense as like a wrestling purist. You're sitting there thinking, holy shit, Kevin Steen and El Generico are a tag team with John Cena and, you know, the guy who's become like the longest running world champion in history. Like they have made it as main event people, both of them. You know what I mean? Like if last year's, if last year's WrestleMania wasn't an indication of how highly WWE thinks of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, like this is like, the cream on top, right? Like, you, you, you got to work Stone Cold Steve Austin 
and John Cena in the same calendar year. There's not a lot of people who get to say that, right? Like, and Kevin yeah. Owens can say that. So that being said, the story the story makes sense because it starts off with Roman saying, "We got a Kevin Owens problem. Like, we got we're here to celebrate and make all this hullabaloo or whatever." But you know, we can't really celebrate unless we take care of your boy. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. The Cena surprise makes sense because it was kind of already noted. It kind of we kind of knew it was coming, and it wasn't just. I almost think I know a lot of people were like, "Oh man, it should have just waited for December 30th. It would have been so much funner." But like, I like that he sent a little video in, got people a little excited. It's a, a Chicago crowd, so Chicago crowds are smart anyway, and um, it was tight, man. Like, I'm just really excited to see Cena back in there, but I'm more excited to kind of see where it goes from here because I do think it's the start of something. Uh, that's going to lead to whatever John Cena does at this year's WrestleMania in, in Hollywood. I've always said, even back when I used to write, uh, I used to always say, Cena is not your favorite wrestler, but he's the guy that your favorite wrestler stands next to to look important. And I think yeah. that you can... I, <laughs> I, uh, he's, I think that's... Sammy and KO have already been the beneficiary of that, but I think that's the big look here. I mean, Roman, we got to move on because we're going to rank all of the Triple H rehires, but... Uh, I was gonna say right, to me, Roman's already above Cena. Like, yeah. like well, maybe not yeah. historically, but I'm but in terms of like who I'm picking. Okay, would you really I, put? Did you would you really put Cena above? Well, here, uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, yes, Hulk yes. Hogan, yes, hundred percent, not even close. Uh, above all for of me. them, not would, for me no, personally, because John Cena definitely over Hulk Hogan for me. Right, like, um. Stone Cold Steve Austin, as great as Stone Cold Steve Austin is, his run was comparatively short. Cup of coffee. Than John Cena. You know what I'm saying? Like, John Cena came into the game relatively young, and he was one of the first sort of, like... But if you're going to count the car commercials, you got to count the Stone Cold Steve Austin (laughs) podcast and the Broken Broken Skull Ranch (laughs) and all that shit. You got to count count Hogan sex tape, too. I mean, that's that's not nothing. (laughs) That's where it goes downhill. (laughs) You can take that out. Hogan's still up top. (laughs) Oh, man. Man, I dig Cena because Cena is like, he's like the fucking Cal Ripken of WWE, right? Like he was one of the first real projects that they were like, yo, we're taking, well, to me anyway, in my generation, yeah, he was like the first person that like I read about on the dirt sheets from like the developmental system saying like, oh, the prototype is coming. And it was like from jump, like they knew this guy had the opportunity to be like a mega star, but you know, it's rare that it actually you actually fulfill that shit. And by hook or by crook, he's become like the blueprint of what any sort of like person who's been put in that spot in the last 20 years can be. Whether the fan boos you, whether the fans cheer you, whether you have great matches, whether you have just all right matches, like the consistency is what stands out for John Cena to me. And the fact well, that the he's still it's out the, the, the it's the drive, really. Yeah. I mean, it's it's the desire. I mean, I don't want to I'm gonna oversimplify it here, but to me, but but when you look back at John Cena's career, there were a lot of John Cena's out there, right? And mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that made him, you know, legendary. But it's sort of like at the end of the day, he is a guy that looks like John Cena, who has the passion <laughs> to want to be Kevin Owens. Right. right. Okay. Okay. And there's, yeah, that's and, a perfect and, way and, to put it. Yeah. And a lot of those guys who came up through the indies are guys like Kevin Owens who want to be John Cena, right? And yeah. you kind of meet in the middle. But then there's this whole other class of guys who like look like John Cena who want to be John Cena, and it doesn't add up to much in 2022 or 20 or or 2015 or whatever. You know, 
Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see him back. And also I'm excited, like we've talked about him, there have been rumors about him, obviously rumors of The Rock at WrestleMania, who knows? Rumors that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley are both, I mean, Lashley's obviously, you know, always around, but there, that might be coming to a head again. Uh, Cody Rhodes, obviously coming back. I mean, WrestleMania, the, the road to WrestleMania may be about as star-studded as it's ever been. Don't forget oh, yeah. Stone Cold said he'll answer the call too. Oh yeah, he looks good. It looks healthy, man. I mean, Logan Stone Paul's Cold. Leg well, is here, good. Yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Stone Cold is always dating back to. I don't want to. I don't. I don't know how much. Like this isn't like super secrets info, but dating back to like. One of the, I forgot what it was, one of the anniversary Raws or one of the WrestleMania, when was Stone Cold in the ring with all the other guys, with Hogan and, um, anyway, there's always a this lot of WrestleMania like. WrestleMania in Dallas, I yes. want to say. The, 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 with Shawn Michaels, Mick Foley, yes. all of yes, that. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Hogan, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock overlap in time. And there's some something between either an overly mutual ex- respect and a sort of, whatever the opposite of that is between them, where there's a lot of like, Oh, he's coming. Then I don't need to be there. Not like I don't want to be there, but like that epi- that era of WWE is taken care of. I might as well stay home, you know. But this um, is WrestleMania Hollywood, though. This like, is this, this kind of makes it seems like they're not gonna. This is this pull is, and he's got that. I, he's got a lot of LA connections, you know. So I mean, he lives he lived there for a long time, and I think his like beer company is California based. There's there's a lot of stuff he could be promoting out there. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So let's do this thing. We were talking about it last week. Um, there is this there is this uh, tweet, that, like I said last week, that I'm not even going to give credence to, but it basically said that a lot of the Triple H, some of the Triple H rehires were disappointments. Um, I think that, uh, and so, I, you know, I, we'll talk, we can talk about how we're grading this thing, but I said, you know what, let's look at all these rehires and let's give them grades on how they're doing and talk through and everything else. Now, we can, the three of us can grade, four of us can grade, because Brian, you're on this too, can grade however we want to grade. But I do think just re- looking at that tweet, I mean, we all fantasy book all the time. We're wrestling fans. That's what we do. But at some point, you have to take a step back and, you're, and you've got to say, you know, definitionally, my five favorite wrestlers can't all be universal champion at the same time, right? I mean, it's just a thing. It's not a thing that can happen. Not everybody can main event WrestleMania. Roman Mm -hmm. Reigns is being widely rumored to be wrestling both nights of WrestleMania because we can't stop fantasy booking all of our favorite people into the main event, right? I mean, it's just, it's crazy. Um, And he might do it because we fantasy booked it so much, it'll be a disappointment if he doesn't. But, and so, and so all that's to say, you know, you hire somebody back, it doesn't mean Triple H is saying, all right, 
straight line from here to the main event at at the Rumble. I mean, come on, you got to be realistic. I think one of the most one of the most interesting hires, and we'll start with her. One of the most interesting hires on the entire list of Triple H hires is Emma, and it's because I don't think there's any there's no way that you rehire her with the idea that she's going to be main eventing WrestleMania. Mm. You rehired her because she's, she's a good a, hand. She's a good hand. She's a valuable role player. Also, also, and this goes for so many people who were, who were let go, also showed a lot of, like with John Cena, desire and commitment to the business, right? I mean, she was she's out there working all over the place. So I'm happy to see her back. That said, how are you going to rate this? How are you going to grade this? I think that on the terms that I assume that she was hired, she's already a measured success, but just in order to set the bar for what's going to follow, I'm going to say, I'm going to give it a C. Uh, you took the words right out of my mouth. Uh, I said the same thing, right? Like most of these rehires uh, outside of maybe two or three, um, I wasn't really looking at as main event, heavyweight title, women's world title sort of people. Um, so I'm kind of, you kind of grade it on a sliding scale. And that being said, um, I'm going to give Emma, I'm, I'm also going to give Emma a C, right? Because like, she's kind of in that same sort of realm where she's not necessarily a, in the world title picture. She's kind of in this weird sort of romance thing with, um, you know, uh, my homeboy, what's his name? Happy Riddick Moss. Riddick Moss. Moss. Yeah. In real, yeah. <laughs> I was about to call him Happy Moss. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's not a B plus because I haven't really seen much from her after that. But C is solid. C is solid. Yeah, let's do that. All right, Nick, what do you got for Emma? I want to go with a B minus uh, because, as Kaz mentioned in passing, I think it's good that she's bringing up Riddick slash Madcap Moss as like another thing because we've all heard a lot about how much everybody sees in him. We've also seen a lot in him. So to give him hook because they're working and I hope I'm not speaking outside of school. Just kidding. Um, on Cage Match, they, they've made it clear that Karrion Cross and Scarlet are working with uh, Moss and Emma. So they're at least developing some mm-hmm. kind of storyline for them, which I don't know if Madcap slash Riddick would have had anything. So I give her a B minus. Mm. Yeah, I think that's smart. Uh, and, I'm going to give her a C. All right. <laughs> C and get out of here. All right. Um, we can do... Let's can, let's handcuff these next two. Uh, Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Um, the interesting cases. Uh, Gargano debuted to a... Uh, I mean, it was a big, big staged um, debut on Monday Night Raw. He has since done the Lord's work making i mean i don't want to say lemons and lemonade here um but just making this ms dexter loomis storyline into just something that is thoroughly delightful candace LeRae, um well i'll say this whereas johnny gargano seems to so far exist in sort of a parallel universe uh you know his his time with ko is you know teaming with ko and the first couple of matches aside is sort of a parallel universe in the rest of wwe candace is sort of like immediately part of the fabric of the Raw women's division. And I think, to me, she's always been the... I understood anybody's reservation about Johnny Gargano as silly as it might have been. I never understood why Candice LeRae wasn't already being pushed to the moon. Um, I mean, even when she was down NXT, it just seemed wild. So anyway, I'm going to be like fairly measured in my response to both of them. I mean, my grade for both of them, though. Candice LeRae, solid B+, because I think she's trending in the right direction. Gargano, 
giving a B minus, and that's only because as much as I'm enjoying the storyline with The Miz, the comedy thing for him has never been my favorite Johnny Gargano. That's it. Mm. He's, he's Johnny. He's Johnny Wrestling, not Johnny Slapstick. You know. Uh, right, so anyway, see, see that I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you brought that up because. I kind of feel the opposite, right? Like, I feel like Johnny Gargano, uh, the fact that he is doing this slapstick stuff because we all know he could wrestle his ass off. Like, that was the stuff that, if we're measuring on a sliding scale, like, that's why I'm giving him a B plus and Candice LeRae a C plus, right? Like, Johnny's much more of a guy that we know can, he, he was the heart and soul of the black and gold era of workforce mm -hmm. NXT, right? The thing was, people weren't sure if he can carry a main roster storyline. Can he yep. cut promos? Can he talk? And he's in there hanging with one of the best to ever do it in The Miz and one of the best foils that there's ever been as far as like heels and people getting in the boo. Um, he's making this Dexter Loomis thing, which probably falls so flat with, you know, handled by anybody else. Semi-entertaining. Um, and at the end of the day, I think he just had better quality matches. Like out of all the names here that we're, we're going through as far as like rehires, mm -hmm. Gargano's probably second on the list as far as like best in-ring work on the main roster so far. Even though he hasn't yeah. really had like a main sort of program yet, I think he's done the best with what he's done. So I'm giving him a I solid think B+. I think I'm going to get outvoted here. But you're right. Like Daniel Bryan... Brian Danielson obviously is the fellow's name, but when he was in WWE, Daniel Bryan, as awesome as everything was, it really started with the comedy stuff, the Team Hell No yep. stuff. That's when you realize that this guy, yeah. So I'm not, I, I, I can't, I think I'm going to get not just outvoted, but proven wrong. All right, Nick, what do you got? So I, uh, this is weird. Uh, I'm not the biggest Gargano fan. Champa was right. Um, <laughs> so I'd probably give him like a C plus, uh, just in the fact that I just don't see him as a main eventer. And I think with him, the push is when your name is Johnny Wrestling to be up at the top of the card. And I worry that long term, he's not going to be able to like get past the trajectory of where he's going. Where I actually think Candice, you give her a year and she could be world champion or competing consistently at pay-per-view. Brian? Yeah, I'm going to give both of them a B plus just because I'm enjoying what they're doing. So Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, I just mentioned him, so let's just jump way ahead. Dexter Loomis, you could handcuff him as well. I mean, A plus. I really? I mean, I think I, I am so, I, I have two, I cannot tell. A, I say, I, I give Dexter Loomis an A for getting over, mm -hmm. succeed, succeeding on the terms in which he has, you know, Yeah, that's why he's an A plus for me. It's not that I think he's like, it's that he's so, this is such a weird character and it's super, it seems like it's getting over at a level that I did not expect because it is a weird character. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to me, it's a, it's a, like a C for direction, but it's an A for, for success. And I think that's really what we're, what we're grading on. Kaz, what do you got? Uh, I think the opposite, man. Like uh, I think oh. Johnny Gargano has been doing a lot of the heavy lifting for this uh -huh. Loomis stuff. So I'm going to give him a C plus. Dexter Loomis, you know, like, I don't know how long the scary stalker thing can go past Miz. Um, he's got a, you know, a contract now and I guess a lot of money that he stole or won, depending mm -hmm. how you look at it. Uh, but it, uh, 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 I think by himself and as far as like seeing what his trajectory is, I don't see much past this. So I think a C plus is where I, I land with him. Brian, I'm gonna give him an A plus just for this reason. I saw him. MCW Pro Wrestling. 
mm-hmm. in July, and nobody cared that he was there. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, <laughs> oh, yeah. he shows up, WWE television, and little stuff. And all of a sudden, everybody's caring. He's got people into it. You're looking around. And being in the arena twice this year when he's been doing this thing with The Miz, I'm like, okay, I'm invested. So I'm going to take it for what it is right now, and I'm going to give him an A-plus and see where we go. I, I think that's interesting. Who's the quintessential guy who is, who's been, or girl, who's been WWE successful that's not, that, that, that just is a nothing anywhere else? I mean, nothing, like, I'm not trying to insult them, but, like, just matters. I mean, there have been a lot of NXT call-ups. Call you see the people that whiz right through or don't even make it on NXT TVs, but in the black and gold era, it was just like, well, that's a that's a main roster talent. That's not really a develop, you know, that's not an indie wrestling talent. Um, he's a pretty good one, you know? Another example, I guess, that you could put in that exact same category, though, is, is Mr. Braun Strowman. Um, I was thinking that. <laughs> who's a super duper star, at least in terms of presentation, and didn't Really and certainly his last run in WWE, but but had a hard time. Um, well, I, I think he kind of priced himself out of any other organization um, outside of WWE and 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 the choose your what is it called? Contro- choose your control, oh, control your, your narrative. narrative didn't really <laughs> do anything. Choose your um, own adventure. <laughs> uh, yeah, that well, was, he was pretty at much final it. battle last year, and nobody really cared. Well, yeah. it was really weird. Talk about you know, trusting the booker or whatever. It just seemed like that was just, it seemed like they did that as a favor to EC3. And, and that was even like the book on it at the time. It was really hard to sort of understand. Um, so yeah, that was odd. That was odd. So anyway, I mean, here's my thing. Of all of the people on this list, and this is just gut instinct, of all of the people on this list, he is the biggest distance between where they probably thought he could be and where he is right now. Mm. And so, mm. and so, I mean, listen, maybe not. I mean, maybe they thought he I would feel just like hit I row. Dave, I think, I, I think, think hit row is that, but no, nah, I'll, I'll put it like that. I think with Braun, um, I think the reason why people had him so highly regarded is that his best stuff came working with Roman Reigns and he can't work with Roman right now. And he's not working mm-hmm. with Bray Wyatt either. And, you know, at the same time, as big and as much of an attraction as he is, um, you're only as good as your dance partners. I don't think he's really had yeah. any good dance partners so far since he's come back. Um, and in a sense, also to elaborate on people really not giving a fuck about him outside of WWE, this is like the WWE machine at work, right? Like mm-hmm. everything that he that is that has made him popular is stuff WWE specific. The name Braun, like the yelling, the theme music, the fucking running around the, the ring and the, the choo-choo train yep. and all that type of shit. Like that's all specifically WWE stuff that he just didn't mm-hmm. do when he wasn't out. You know it's what true. I mean? So like nobody really get nobody he didn't give anybody a reason to give a fuck about him when he was outside of WWE. It's true. Now he's still kind of in the same position where you know, if we're grading him, I'm going to also give him like a C right now. I got him as a C too. Yeah, like he is as a big a star as they've had in the past like eight years, I want to say. Like he's, I mean, at, oh God, he was a world champion. He won at WrestleMania. He beat Goldberg. Like he did some shit that like Hall of Famers do. But like ever since he's gotten back, you know, he hasn't really got to sink his teeth into anything worthwhile. I was he's- hoping... 
I was hoping the thing with him and Ricochet was going to lead to something more outside yeah. of a World Cup match because of him being like anti-flippy shit. I thought that was like pretty interesting and I wish they would have taken it somewhere there. Now I think they're going to take it somewhere with Gunther. And, you know, if there's anything we've learned from Gunther is that he can get a fantastic match out of anybody. So um, it's I'll put it I'll, I'll give Braun Strowman a C temporary C for now. Yeah, here's listen. He looks sad. When he made his when he made it when he made his comeback, I was like, he looks sad. But you know, I th- I think it's just over being overcome with feeling, and he looks he looks on he looks like just like kind of sad. Someone put a video up of um Jake Robert an old old video of Jake Roberts, and I think was it John Nord who had his hair shaven into like a Road Warrior mohawk, and I was yeah. watching Nord go crazy doing all these like wannabe road warrior facial expressions and i was like that's what braun Strowman needs to do braun Strowman <laughs> is such an old school wrestler but he needs to act more like an old school wrestler or something man it's just it's i don't like the red pants i don't like the sad face uh <laughs> and, and the ceiling and he, he could be he could be anything in wwe he's kind of um, come back in a, in a weird time though you know like the best rivalries he had are with people who are tied up in much more important rivalries like you try to reestablish bray wyatt and what he is and Roman Reigns is on Mars right now like he's 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 out of here you know what I'm saying <laughs> so Braun I think they brought Braun in thinking he could kind of be a star maker since he's a star and I, that still kind of remains to be seen that's a good thought uh, I I just don't think I I just think he they they did they thought he could be I think they listen you don't hire Braun Strowman unless you can like think he's going to you know, be challenging for the title. Yeah, I think he had, he had some more Omos that, you know, I thought the Omos match at Crown Jewel was a fun match, mm-hmm. but it didn't really go anywhere afterwards. You know what I'm no, saying? No, and he like, looked good in that really, moment, and then he, what? nothing else. Did you get, Brian, Nick, do you guys get, have grades for, for Braun? Yeah, um, same as you. C? Yeah, same as C's you. All, he, C's all around? <laughs> yeah, he just kind of, I feel bad. You're right, he's sad. That's actually the worst part, is just watching him be sad on TV every week. <laughs> I know, I, I'm not gonna. Fa- I'm only gonna do one fantasy booking exercise in this entire thing, and I know there's gonna be people that are like, "No, nah, this is dumb," and like, oh, "Whatever." And I know this is very like you know nine year old comic book fan me is. This is the. I know that's the part of my brain that's speaking right now. But wouldn't we have been all better off if Carrie and Cross had had Braun Strowman and Dexter Loomis as backup? Like, wouldn't that, <laughs> couldn't we just have one, like, a, the spooky faction and just let that, and just let them all succeed together and not have to do all these, like, three different things? Mm. No, okay, never mind. Moving on. Uh, Carrie and Cross, yeah. though. Yeah. I got to. Carrie and Cross, uh, Carrie and Cross and Scarlet. Um, uh, listen, the supervillain gimmick is a hard gimmick. You know, whatever they're doing here, it's a hard one to pull off. I wish they, ha- I wish he hadn't been dancing with Drew for so long. That's my number one thing. I think that the big thing for him is that he, you needed to find, if you're going to have him be a mega heel without actually challenging for the title, you have to give him victories on his own terms. Mm. And so he's got to find the thing that he can take from Drew that Drew's willing to walk away from, but Karrion Cross still thinks it still counts as a victory. I think that in some ways, Rey Mysterio is the perfect match for him because Rey Mysterio has such a legacy that you can say, I just wanted to prove that I'm better than you and now we can walk, and now we're done, right? TikTok, your time's up. I'm on, I'm in another feud right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Drew thing at the end of the day really dragged him down. Not a lot because I still think he looks cool and I still think they're giving him, you know, opportunities. But to me, 
man, I'm somewhere between a B, B minus and a C plus. I think B minus is my, I think is my grade. I don't know. Kaz, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to give him a C plus. Um, I think he's been put in great. He's, he's had great positioning since he's gotten back, but I think you're right. Like his whole thing is like patience and TikTok, and my time is coming. So it's mm-hmm. like, as long as he stays in great positioning, he has potential to be an A minus by this time next year. You know he could be an A minus next week. That's he could be an A minus next week. You know, I didn't hate the Drew stuff. I thought the Drew stuff was well done. It went a little long, but it was important and it made him uh, feel important on, upon his return mm-hmm. and him just sort of being like lurking around the universal title or undisputed world title picture has kept him more important. Um, and uh, of all the people that are on this list, um, you know, I might even be compelled to give it like, if there was a grade between a B plus and a, I mean a B minus and a C plus, I'd yeah. give it that. Cause I feel like C plus is a little low. But I do think that what he's been given with has worked for him. It feels terrible. I can't give him, because I love him. I love that. I really enjoy talking yeah, to him as a dude. Yeah, I enjoy his I love work. the ambition. I've always, he, always, he's, he, is a, he is an ambitious wrestler. You yeah. know, he has a, every move is well great considered. Great vocabulary or, also. <laughs> always, Brian, always a fan of heels with great vocabularies. Brian, what do you think? I got to give him a C plus. Nick? First half, like the Drew stuff, I thought was terrible. I remember us talking at the Crown Jewel uh-huh. post show, just being like, we don't, I tried to explain to Phil, like live on the air, why they were feuding. We just had no clue. That was like a month into the feud. I think that was like the nadir of his career in WWE outside of the weird shredder, super shredder thing. Like that was <laughs> not good at all. So I think that was like a D, D minus. I think this stuff, actually, the Rey Mysterio stuff, if they would have started, I would have given him like an AA+. This is really good supervillain stuff. This isn't like... Yeah, I love this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is the like, you don't... The idea that a supervillain, a bad guy, would go up to the biggest dog in the yard and punch them in the face is not what a supervillain does. What a supervillain does is find the old, weak one and say, I'm I'm gonna murder you mm-hmm. while I'm sitting next to the training table. Like that's what a supervillain does. That's what a Batman character does, which is basically what carrying across is. And I'm I'm very happy that Scarlet's starting to work again. Cause I think that will really uh juice the the momentum that they have. I yeah. I think they are a great pair in terms of their presentation. So like a C plus, but an A on the second half of the semester and an F on the first, basically. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, File a claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I think we're we're in lockstep there. Um, who else do we got? Oh, the club. Um, let's, do, <laughs> let's do the good... Well, we could do good brothers and me a M in the same thing. Give them two separate grades. Um, F, F, and F minus? Really? 
Oh God, I hate the I I I may not be the person to ask. I hate the club. I think no, I, like the, as human beings, I'm sure they're fine. But like, no, I, I, I think that they serve an important role, which is to like they don't suck. necessarily <laughs> elevate AJ, but they give you someone else to wrestle when you're feuding with AJ. That's right? fair. I yeah, mean, yeah, they yeah. they get to like they're they. I think the expectations for them were probably exactly what we're seeing. Um, and so you know whatever. What do you what do you give that a C plus? Okay, then that's fine. You know, they're, ge- they're, what's they're like, the gentleman's C? Is that a gentleman's F? Is a C minus? I think that's what <laughs> it's like. And me, me, yeah. I mean, I my my personal expectations for her when they announced her as the fourth member of the club were so low that she <laughs> she gets an A minus just because of the curve that I'm grading she's, her on. She's still in the company. That's why she no, gets an A minus. She, no, she's good. And she's a she's great good. example of somebody oh. who is a WWE performer. She is much better mm-hmm. on Monday Night Raw than she would be for any other company. And I think yeah. that that's really important. She's a little bit like Emma, except much higher ceiling in terms of like, we just need, we just need people who can do this really well, you know? Um, but I, I don't know, man. I was never the highest on her, but she's really, she's really, really won me over uh, in the, you know, since since she popped back up. I don't know, Kaz. What do you say? I give them all a B plus collectively. Good Brothers and Mia Yim. I think uh, the Good Brothers give me APA vibes, and they've been missing that yep. in WWE for a while, right? Like sometimes you just need guys who drink beer, make money, beat people up, act as backup. Like they clearly came into the game saying, like, Yo, AJ, we're your family, we're your backup. And they've done an amazing job being backup. Extra credit, and I think the plus, we give extra credit for Carl Anderson for still being the Neverweight uh, champion in yeah. New Japan and still it's being amazing. able to do that. And on top of that, Mia Yim kind of fucking balled out at War Games. Like, yeah, she, she did. was like a surprisingly great performance. You know, for people who may not have gotten a lot, gotten to see a lot of her, I think she was she she almost stole the show if it wasn't for EO Sky being EO Sky and doing EO Sky things. Um and, and Bianca Belair, obviously. But I I think collectively they've done their job. Like they've kept AJ sort of interesting during his judgment day thing. And that's one of the hardest things to do. Like find something for one of these main event, you know, world title competitor guys to do. Uh, while they're not in the main event picture. And I think they've done that really well. They've kept it fun. They've kept it light. I wish they had different music, but other than that, like <laughs> I, 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 I dig what they've done so far for grading on the scale of what I've expected them to do and what they've done as, uh, you know, as they're uh, in, in their roles. So B plus, for, B plus is all around. Sarah Logan, AKA Valhalla. I don't even, I mean, I, 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 I don't even have mean. a great... <laughs> I don't have a grade written down. Yeah. Um, she worked a match, like I, no, I, I but think she did the hand thing on the Vikings, right? That was like uh, she has she has she improved the value of the Viking Raiders? Who I don't know. I, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna say I, I'm excited. About, I'm I'm interested in the potential, but I just don't have even have a grade. What do you got, Brian? I, I would say that she has just because with this triangle storyline. Mm-hmm. It helps because you got women involved on every aspect. And you also see, like, if you follow Sarah Logan, you see that she's allowed to kind of be herself, to be a Viking. So I I give her a B. All right. That's cool, Kaz. I'm going to go with an incomplete grade for Valhalla slash Sarah Logan. Like if I had to write, like if I had to show my work and this is like an essay test, it would just be like... <laughs> 
me just restating the question five times before without really answering it. Yeah, some people. So yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly that was the best. That's the best comment on this whole thing. All right, moving on. Uh, You mentioned the triangle. Uh, We can go ahead and do hit row now. I was gonna save them for the end, but but we'll Uh, we'll do it. Listen, hit row is the name when that tweet that I mentioned that was that was mentioned over and over again. I mean, listen, they were green in NXT. They were very raw. It was, the you know, the the main member of Hit Row is an AEW wrestler now. <laughs> um, it was kind of interesting to see them back. I do like the sort of trio, well, it's not trios, I guess, that has a definition in wrestling, but the sort of, you know, group faction warfare thing that's going on in SmackDown. I, I, I mean, it's nice to have a sort of different division without having to try out a whole set of belts for them, you know, and this whole, <laughs> this whole thing going on is, you know, is interesting. Um, um, uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> they're still not, they're still not really working. So, uh, listen, it's a tough week to be dead, to miss a dive outside the ring, you know, and he hurt, he messed up his knee. You could see at the end of the match during the pin, he was like grabbing it or whatever, but like, you know, it just feels like I mean, even when like B Fab got in and did the big boot, I just it doesn't. You know, I don't know. I'm not. I, I wasn't there on it. I'm not there on it. I'm not. I love these guys. I think that there is a real That's purpose for right all there. three of them in pro wrestling. It's not what's happening right now. I got. <laughs> I, I. I. I have to say D. Yeah. Yeah. It's a D. Um, (laughs) they were already kind of, uh, behind the eight ball a little bit without swerve. And, uh, it was a challenge. It's definitely a challenge, you know, like it's a challenge to, you know, reboot a group without a main partner. You know, it's like, it's like if triple H came back, came out the night after WrestleMania and reintroduced DX and then DX just fucking flopped. Everyone's just going to be like, Oh man, DX sucks. You know? And it's not like Mm -hmm. not calling hit road DX by any stretch of the imagination, but I do want to say, I feel like they all have an incredible opportunity and incredible potential as WWE superstars. I just don't think this hit road thing is working right now. It's just not. And, um, you know, I think I think AJ has loads of potential, you know, and I just want to be clear that we we're planning on doing this grading before that that dive happened on Friday Night Smackdown. So this is a poo poo on 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 hit row party. But yeah. um, it's it's just unfortunate right now because like that's it's. In the human nature, you're going to just look at the opposite end of the spectrum and you look at what Swerve is doing in AEW and he's fucking killing it. Listen, like, not every, <laughs> not, I, well, yeah, not everybody can make it to the top of the cart. Swerve could be champion in any, whatever company he's working for, right? Frankly, yeah. he should be closer to the top in AEW now. I mean, I've said it a million times, but there's, just, there's no, I don't think there's anybody in the business. They got hurt more by being an NXT when AEW started up. Like if he had been an AEW original, we'd be, he, looking at him totally differently, or, but, or he could have been Scorpio Sky, or he could have been Scorpio. Well, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why. You, uh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> he's just um, never know. Timing's a motherfucker. I think he's killing it right now, though. No, he's doing a great job. The, mm-hmm. He's. I mean, he's obviously one. I mean, one of my favorite people to watch week in and week out. The rest mm-hmm. of Hit Row. I mean, I know I said you can't fantasy book everybody in the championship match, but everybody else on this list, you can kind of draw. You, you could. You could fantasy book them into the main event, right? Uh, there's hit rows just not. Can I be honest? Not reality. I just think they're wrestling too much. 
Like, yeah, I just think they're no, wrestling too the, much. Like, the, the, that's it. AJ AJ's AJ released that like John Cena rap the week that you know this last week too, right before all this stuff happened, and like that is why you have him locked into a contract, right? Yeah, like that, like he, he like he hosted a talent. show for you on another on a real channel. Yes, you know that's why you real, have. He's got real personality. He's got real charisma. You know what I mean? Like he's an actually talented lyricist. You know, like people don't understand. Like when the, the Street Profits. Before they even wrestled a match on Raw, they were just backstage doing shit for like mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and it was, and it took a long time for them to get their footing, and not just because of their gimmick. You know what I'm saying? But you got to get to really understand these people. And I kind of mm-hmm. feel like maybe things happened a little too quickly for Hit Row, and they weren't really. There wasn't really a. They might have gotten that big debut, like a re- re-signing debut thing, just for the pop. You know, I mean, it 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 wasn't it wasn't the smartest move to put him out there. You're right. Yeah, I think I Brian, think they got pushed a little too quickly. Brian and Nick, what do we got? Um, so I think if you take into account them losing Swerve, it's like an A plus because again they they got hired back by the company. That's pretty impressive mm-hmm. without Swerve, but like as an actual entity, like a C minus D, like really not good. Don't super, aren't super excited to see them on TV, but it's kind of unfair because that's like losing Michael Jordan. Like he's literally like a world-class top of the card performer that they just don't have anymore. He's just gone yeah. out of thin air. It's like losing Steph Curry. That's literally what it's like. like yeah. 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 I'm gonna give him a C, but C minus, but I think what they're missing is like, when we was talking about the OC, the reason why like I would give the OC a B plus is because of the fact that they made Judgment Day more interesting, and I feel like Hit Row is missing mm-hmm. that Judgment Day. That I mean that OC that can help elevate them. So uh, they got a lot of ways to go, but I'm gonna start them off with a C minus. Yeah, I would just not have them wrestle, man. Like I would just that have them do. I would just mm-hmm. have them do shit like be like the fucking like for a while a street pop was just narrating what was happening on Raw. Yeah, they were the host. That's, that's, weeks, that's you know what they saying? should be doing. And they should be hosting Raw until shit until something is really biteable, and mm-hmm. then you get them back on TV. But right now, man, it's tough. Like they got the Usos this week coming up for the Unspeeded Tag Team Titles. I have no real. I don't really think they're gonna go over. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> What's the yeah. betting lines on that? Now, but whoa, now, spoiler but, alert, but if they did, imagine but if that, they did, whoa. we're gonna. If, if they did, we're, we're we're redoing our grades next uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, um, if, if Hit Row goes over, like AJ's got to like him and he's. He's got to know where the bodies are buried, which are <laughs> Is that emergency pod material? Oh, maybe. Okay, maybe. we'll see you back here. Maybe on Christmas Eve. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas morning, we're just like potting. Okay. Um, uh, well, I like damn those it. guys, man. I just think they're being miscast at the moment. That's yeah. all. Um, this is what I'm most interested to hear from you guys about. Dakota Kai and EO Sky, the two members mm. of Damage Control who were brought back um, at SummerSlam to, I mean, that was there were the two big first. Those that was the beginning of the rehiring wave. The big she, all the all the shock waves that followed started there. Um, and this is a weird time to be ta- to to be really be looking at. It. I mean, listen, they are. I th- I think it would be really easy to draw a straight line between in either of them and singles championship, right? I mean, I think you could you can imagine the the path to success. Um. To single success really easily as a group they are already very successful i think that the biggest thing is that like they're not really neither of them is really standing out on their own within the group which is a little bit uh, i don't know if that's self-contradictory but whatever 
Um, uh, I, I give them both a B. That I that's I mean it's it, that's that's low for what they for what they bring to the table and what they've offered so far. I I think that it's it is a it is it is a it's a B, but man, it, it but it's sort but it is disappointing that they're not both getting A's, both to me and to the world. <laughs> uh, Kaz, what do you think? Dave, I'm gonna give them an A minus. All right, I'm gonna give them an A minus. I think um, it's no coincidence that they're named Damage Control uh, because mm-hmm. they literally helped clean up the damage that was done by. Sasha and Naomi walking out with the with no women's tag team championships. Yep. Um, they have done had some incredible matches, especially EO Sky. I'm such a fan of hers. I think she's the absolute shit. Um, I think Dakota Kai has definitely been coming around. And um, you know, they've been given the most, and I think have if we're, if we're going by that same sort of sliding scale as everybody else, I think they've hit more, they've had more hits than misses, in my yeah. opinion. I'm just a fan of of what they've done as a group, and I'm a fan that we talk about people that may not have been main roster ready, and I think a lot of people had questions about Dakota Kai for a while. They're like, maybe she's just one of those people that are just indie darlings, NXT darlings for life. No, but here, this is this is this is part of my. They, I get, I give my B is laden with disappointment for this reason. I think Dakota okay. Dakota Kai Dakota Kai is interesting because I don't know what her ceiling is. You yeah. know, you you could tell me just about anything. Io Sky is already one of the top three wrestlers, women's wrestlers in WWE. Easily, and and I'm not saying that she should already be booked the, that booked at the top of the card. There's a lot of very talented people there, but there should not be a question about her. And that's you know, and, and I think that they're gonna. I think they have the potential to all bring out the best in each other. I just there's, think we, there's we've, a buzz. There's a buzz every single time Io Sky and Asuka get in a ring together. Yeah, like every time they face off, everybody's like, oh. Finally, and I don't know if that if that's just innate wrestling racism. Just loving and seeing two people <laughs> of the same nationality go against each other. But it's also like that they're two fucking badasses, and like you know, Oscar's a badass, and you know, Eo's a badass. Different kinds like, of badasses, but yeah. And by the way, in, innate innate wrestling racism is our new Saturday podcast. So please tune in. <laughs> uh, Brian, Nick, what 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 do you what do you give the 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 two and three of damage control? I'm at A minus. Everything Cass said. That's simple. Uh, so man, for, Brian. I'm copying his paper. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so I think that it's like a B, B plus, but in an AP class or like a really hard, like 400 level class. I like where the it's way like, you put that. Yeah. They're yeah. not hitting, they're not getting A's on everything, but this is really high level work. High level doing. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they are definitely doing better than passing but i they like if bailey had also beaten bianca which i, I hope bianca never loses but if she were to beat i would have given them an a plus because that is kind of what they are there for as the ultimate goal in theory if you wanted mm-hmm. to maximize you got her so over that she became champion with your help um, right. but outside of that i think yeah like a minus b a a minus would be where i would be because yeah. it's so hard to do what they're doing this is shield level stuff this is this is that level of we're throwing you it to the wolves. Good luck. To be clear, all of these grades are based on booking as much as I mean, yeah, probably oh yeah, more 100%. so than performance. They're all A right? pluses in my heart as human beings. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, I'm honestly I'm, I'm, as performers. I'm bumping so. them up to B plus because I because they did have, they have the tag belts. You know, it's not like this is just some empty thing. I just have my I just want the shield. You know, like I think that the, all three of them are just so talented in damage control that. 
There might end up being but, closer to Legacy than Shield, which isn't bad. But you can't book everybody in the main event, as I said. All right, last one. Save this one for last. On SmackDown on Friday night, uh, it was revealed that he and uh, Uncle Howdy are not, in fact, the same physical, corporeal person. Um, Bray Wyatt, I, 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 I don't know. I don't know what to do. Bray Wyatt... <laughs> Bray Wyatt and up through Bray Wyatt coming out in Philly was I, I S tier. I would go as far there as you go. You I don't know how far I'm allowed to go above a plus. Right. Since he's come back, I think I'm probably higher on it than most people, but it's undeniably like a B because we just get we a I said the same thing with the Cena thing. I said it on this show. I wish someone just told me when Bray Wyatt was going to wrestle. I wish we yeah. would just like get this out of the way, you know? Um, the Uncle Howdy stuff. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't know, man. I don't. It does not surprise me that someone else could walk out and wear an Uncle Howdy mask. That's why where I'm a little bit confused about the whole thing. Uh, um, it's like a fundamental wrestling trope. It's like, oh, a guy's wearing a mask up there. I wonder how that could possibly be not him. Like, yeah, uh, yeah. I know. So if they if the if the reveal was supposed to be that it's a separate person, whether it's it Alexa Bliss Bo under there or Bo Dallas <laughs> under there or or um, yeah, I guess it could be a lot of people. Uh, um, it could be yeah, whatever. Uh, I'm gonna give him a B plus. Listen, talk about performing at a high level. This is the most high wire act in recent wrestling memory. You know, I mean, to be able to keep people interested in this is it's it is especially at the level they were interested at the, in the beginning. Is crazy, but I but I think we're we're in a very weird place with him. I think by WrestleMania time, he we will not be giving him B pluses. We'll be either giving him A A A pluses or something lower. But WTFs, right now, like, yeah. yeah, right now it's uh it's an it's it's a B plus. What do you got, Kaz? Dave, I'm giving him an A minus. All right. Um, here's the thing. I think um sometimes as wrestling fans, we're very thirsty for you know action and now now now. And, you know, I think what they're cooking up is something nice and slow. And I think people I think people are going to hear this and think I'm grading Bray Wyatt off of his return and on. But like I'm grading him from the QR codes and way back months before, like when it was just a rumor and people were just doing like scavenger hunts to find out what all this stuff meant. And I thought that was some of the most intriguing stuff that WWE has done all year. And I think the fact that he hasn't wrestled a match should it be counted against him. Anybody can wrestle a fucking match. Can you keep me interested in something months on end? You know what I'm saying? For for me to even understand what the hell you're you're back you, here doing. You, know what you I'm could have watched you could have watched 98% of WWE programming over the last decade and maybe not know the answer to whether or not he could wrestle a match. No. Uh, I don't <laughs> like it's it's couldn't. It's possible that you don't that you don't know, but you're right. I I, I love, I, I love I that you. he's working with LA Knight. LA Knight's one of my favorite uh talkers of of all time um already. And uh you know, I think he's in a I think he's in a good position to where you know it's not going to disappoint. Right, mm -hmm. like, cause they they made us wait for the fiend. The fiend took like a minute, and then when the fiend reveal finally happened with the new music and the mask and the fucking the 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 urn or what the lantern and all that shit, it delivers. So it's like it's he's not dumb. Bray Wyatt is one of the most smartest, most intelligent wrestling minds of this generation, 
And he knows in real he's life. making people in real life. Yeah. And he knows he's making people wait. And mm-hmm. I have enough, um, I guess, I, I have enough faith in Bray Wyatt's character work that he knows that he's not going to disappoint when it comes to the actual action and what makes this Bray Wyatt different than the the Wyatt family version, the Fiend, the, mm-hmm. the Matt Hardy version, all that type of shit. You know, I think, I think the whole point of hiring a long-term story editor for WWE is specifically for this. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to judge. I think I'm giving him a higher grade for the fact that he hasn't wrestled and I'm still interested. Yeah. I'm against him. No, you're right. At the end of the day, I'm going to appreciate the uncertainty, but it's not part of what they're doing is resetting our expectations. Hmm. If this pays off, if by WrestleMania we're like high-fiving each other, you think Bray Wyatt's, the Bray Wyatt story is good, then we are going to look at all of WWE's programming differently because we understand that, that this level of uncertainty can pay off in a positive way. It, as, and listen, I like Rob Fee a great deal. He obviously did, inc- they're doing incredible work over there at the story. As a wrestling fan... I am anxious and uncertain. <laughs> anyway, um, so you're a wrestling fan, is what you're saying. Yes, exactly, exactly. What, what, what do you think, Nick? So I, um, so he's gonna fuck around and accidentally make LA Knight a main eventer. I'm pretty yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, he, man, that they. Who I love this stuff. I, I totally agree with Kaz. Like I'm super excited about the uh, potential Royal Rumble match. I am not an LA Knight guy. I didn't hate him, but like this has really like allowed him to explore the studio space. And that's what Wyatt is mm-hmm. good for, very specifically, is turning people and making them become who they are. He is like a person yeah. who causes exposition in characters because he goes so deep. And John Cena fought John uh, Bray Wyatt in John Cena's mind. So like... It's just different. We can't really judge it, I don't think, on the standards of wrestling. They're much closer to like an MCU or a comic book where we have to wait for this to to roll out. Like you cannot. So right now I would say like a B plus, A minus, depending on how over he gets LA Knight, it might go to an A plus. Let's let's put it that way. Because like LA Knight is uh, not that LA Knight is bad. But he is not necessarily a WWE guy. And they are strapping a rocket to him right yeah, now with this gray I, stuff. Well, and I think that's huge. Or it's evidence that they're that he's playing his role really well. Because I yes. think that that's what that's what they're doing all up and down the roster. I started talking about this with Emma, but you could say the same thing invertedly with Karrion Cross. It's not just about having the stars, it's about having the people who are going to interact with the stars, mm-hmm. who are going to wrestle yeah, against the stars yeah. and not be and not have every feud end in this sort of morass of like, we don't know how to get either guy more over than when we started, right? Because we can't, if we can't get them both and we'll get neither and so it's a stalemate, that, that's, that's been incredible that LA Knight's been plugged in perfectly to this. Yeah, and, and it's that, a Styles that, makes fights kind of thing. Like, their characters perfectly fit together, which was probably why Wyatt wanted to work with them. I'm telling you right now, Wyatt, they weren't just like, hey, would you mind working him? They mm-hmm. were like, definitely, like, hey, who would you be interested? Who do you think you can build out a storyline with? And mm-hmm. they did an exceptional job with this, I think. Brian, what do you got for, for Bray? Yeah, I gotta give him an A. Uh, simply because, hmm? No, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's simply because every time I see Bray Wyatt will appear on SmackDown, I'm hooked. I'm tuned in. I want to know what's going to happen. 
Uh, just the little stuff that he's doing. We we have an idea that like every time Alexa Bliss is on screen, there's mm-hmm. something flashing. So he's By got the way, us. We didn't even talk about the fact that Alexa Bliss looked unhappy at the end of War Games and everybody was celebrating. If that, in fact, was part of the long-term booking strategy mm-hmm. for Bray Wyatt, then I everybody then I take back all my grades and give everybody in the entire company an A plus. That's been, that's <laughs> <laughs> that's a sort you can of go stuff back that to makes Crown me Jewel with that too. Yeah, you know, so it's the little things, and you know, like just being there when he came back and how. They the whole arena was just on lock, like wow. So he gets an A for me. Who do you, Brian? Who if, if Uncle Howdy comes out and pulls his mask off uh, on SmackDown on the at the end of the year? Who do you want it to be? Bo Dallas. You're such a nerd. Uh, <laughs> who who cares if it's Bo Dallas? No one knows that they're like shoot I, brothers. I mean, I, we well, that's the thing. I think that would be interesting. Them having to confront the fact that that he comes from this wrestling family is going to be an important thing okay. going forward. That, that so would be my guess. Your choices are IRS, Bo Dallas, oh. Alexa Bliss, um, Cameron Grimes. I don't know where who started that rumor, but I love. I mean, that's that's your that's your sort of like you know we're just telling a story sort of thing. Um, who else? I remember before he got sick, or Triple H. You pull it. Pull <laughs> <laughs> see now, now that's interesting because I'm always down for Triple H uh, on screen. Triple H character. Triple H gets his own. It was me, Austin. It was me all along. <laughs> moment. <laughs> Reboot the whole thing. Who do you want it to be? I only I only care what Brian thinks. Triple H. <laughs> you, got me. you got me. I need that. <laughs> Guys, we handed out all of our grades. I don't think this was should have been, this wasn't the Christmas episode. We would have been had a little bit more good cheer. But I feel good about where we are. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I, I do think, too. I, I do think, too. I think that the most telling thing about this whole exercise is that there's no A pluses. But there's some A pluses. There some folks have earned, on the roster have earned A pluses over the past several months, right? There's a lot of A pluses to hand out, um, and I think in general, looking at all these rehires to be like your saving grace, it, it, if that's the way you looked at it, you were gonna be you're gonna be let down. I don't think that's the way anybody looked at it, and I think that on the uh, overall, it, it, this has been a really successful run, you know. Yeah. And I think. I look. I kind of. I mean, I'm into what everybody's doing, and like, I mean, mm. and the Bray Wyatt thing is, I think, speaks for everybody. I'll put it like this, though. Like, if we were giving out grades on people who became refreshed during the Triple H era, I think we'd give out a couple of A pluses. I think mm-hmm. Finn Balor would. That's get what an I a+. mean. Yeah. I think uh, Austin Theory would get an A plus. I think uh, Rhea Ripley would get an A plus. Dominic, like, I think there's a lot of people, even though you know, Sheamus. I, Sheamus, yeah, the past couple like, of months is really God Butch. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like a lot of these yep. guys who people were were kind of iffy on um, during Dude, the Triple H era. Have, keep going, you know, Bobby Lashley. Did you say Seth Rollins? Did you say yeah, Bobby? Seth did you Rollins, say yeah. Brock? I think is Bobby, a, and, Bobby I mean, and Seth were already kind of popping, but I think the refresh on the Austin Theory works great for me. Uh-huh. Finn mm-hmm. Balor being made to be important works great for me. Rhea Ripley's an actual threat. To everybody, mm-hmm. Dominic Mysterio is arguably the biggest heel in the company right now. Like, it's he has done some great stuff so far, and Argu- you know, think- arguably the biggest heel. Did you like you knew that Dominic, we had to leave? Yes. yes. Where's my lighter? Mm. I can't find my lighter for my hot my hot take. The lighter is here. Somewhere. Roman Reigns <laughs> is still here. Like he's, he's not, not a heel. Roman- Roman okay. Reigns is not a heel. Motherfuckers love Roman Reigns. God, thank you. Yes. Hit that lighter <laughs> flick for my hot take. Damn Listen. it. Nah, I don't count Roman as a heel, man. 
All right. All love right. Him. All right. Well, <laughs> Sammy Zano, Kevin Owens. I mean, somebody's got to be a heel in all this. Anyway, eh, someone. Thank you guys for doing this. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Kaz, you want to get some plugs in as we say goodbye? Yes, sir. Please check out Say Less with Kaz, Loki, and Rosie. New episode out right now. Uh, it's, it's the holiday season, so we continued our Festivus tradition, tradition of the airing of grievances. So if you want to hear about everything, I'm a delightfully positive person on most of my podcasts, but mm-hmm. I got all the way negative on this one. So if you want to Ooh. hear me being extremely negative... Go listen to that episode right now. Also, check me out, New York Knicks, MSG Network, FanDuel, Inside the Lines, all that stuff. Gang, gang, gang. Hope you have a happy Christmas, Merry Christmas, all that stuff. (laughs) Nick, what do you got, man? Uh, In the spirit of the holiday, I'd like to give a shout out to Cal, our intrepid editor, and one of the favorite people I've ever worked with. He's fantastic. Uh, And I have a piece coming out tomorrow on the Usos, uh, taking over number two on the power board. Uh, because they have worked literally 22 matches in the last month and a half. Uh, so that that helped. And uh, you can check me out at the Knicks there. That's T-H-E-N-1-C-K-S-T-E-R. And you can check out wrestling.theringer.com slash... No, it's just that. Wrestling.theringer.com for the power board. Yep, that's it. Brian, thank you so much for being here. Thanks As always. Me. Guys, thank you so much for listening. You can find me here and on the press box on the Book of Wrestling. You know the drill. Check out all the awesome shows on the Ringer Wrestling Show feed. They've been tearing it up over on Cheap Heat. Um, we got, we'll be here on Thursday, right? We're going to be here on Thursday? Yeah. Yeah, we'll be here on Thursday. We're not going anywhere for the holidays. Yeah. Just yet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll find some, but we'll try not to disappoint anybody on Thursday. Thursday will be a show of good cheer and good tidings. And uh, just general happiness. Thank you guys for listening. Apologies as always to John Moxley. Oh, before I go, Gunther and Ricochet had the fucking best match I've ever seen in my life, and we didn't even talk about it. That is the it was. We had lots of other stuff to talk about, but Jesus, Christmas, it was so good. Let's talk about it on Thursday. We'll, we'll roll that one forward. Apologies as always to John Moxley. We'll see you back here on Thursday, humanoids. Peace.